Welcome everyone to part two of our Black Panther episode. Wakanda forever. Wakanda <laughs> forever <laughs> indeed. Forever. Again, if you're not aware, my name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm with the beautiful. Akwa, what's going on? Listen, my new name is Okoye. So oh yes, like, and my new <laughs> name is Nakia. Like, oh my gosh. Look, look at me as Akwa Okoye Musumba, like Bozeman too. We you know, we night work, <laughs> night work, you know, slowly. But yes. I'm screaming. Yes, we movie. are joined by two very special guests who are representing the diaspora representing yes. black people so we have havana hey yeah and we have kareem out here yo 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 so let's just jump right i into know this let's jump right into it yes since today um for once we have you know a male presence this is rare <laughs> i want to talk a bit about gender and mm -hmm. the implications of how that was represented in the movie how do you guys or what do you guys think about what do you guys think are the implications of gender relations between black men and black women as a result of the movie do you think anything is going to change do you think it was refreshing to see certain things i mean if know? i even just starting it off i mean the thing that shook me when i saw the movie like while i was watching it was how killmonger was so aggressive even to his girlfriend like mm. he yeah. just killed her so yeah so quickly yeah. like he had no repercussions he didn't even think about it i think he even said like sorry or did he yeah, even say sorry or i something? think he's, he said he, he said, said something, something before like, he killed her right wow. but i like, didn't think it was directed towards her i think it was directed towards oh, yeah. oh wow you see like so he had no regard yeah, for her at yeah. all wow. and i think it just kind of stems into this like larger discussion of how you know black women women have always been on the kind of the front lines mm -hmm. but then when men are given opportunity to Ooh. kind of just stand forward or like make a really mm -hmm. brass decision for themselves they'll choose themselves yeah you know Ooh, and yeah. i think it was very it was a very slight it wasn't done you know i don't think ryan thought about it too much yeah. but i think it had that implication mm. because it's just it just goes to show how bitter and how deep rooted killmonger's anger was but then at the same time it's he had no disregard he had no regard for like others he was only self-aware about himself mm -hmm. you know if that, that makes sense yeah. even when he choked up the the elder oh my god yeah, yeah. like he like he did a <laughs> he did a move that was like what the elder literally like, come on bro <laughs> you going hard <laughs> so yeah like but even like his response to like either the men mm -hmm. versus the women it was really like i mean i think outside of him battling with takala he is the only like he only put his hands on the women. Yeah. I just noticed that yeah. now. Just yeah, I think like, that was done very purposely. Do you? Oh, why do you? Why do you was I, that a... I feel like it was supposed to represent the, the black male violence against black women wow. that you see in, like, society. Yeah. Because if you notice, like, the only... The really only two experiences that he had with women in the movie were violent. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then that, you never yeah. see, like, any mention of his mother. So I, right. I think he dealt a lot with, like, women problems. Yeah. Damn. In relationships with yeah. women, yeah, like that, relationships that's the one thing that I did notice. I was just like, like the, the aggression didn't really come out in full form towards mm -hmm. the men in the movie. It was mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Do, do you, you guys think? think that was a comment on 
like the cultural difference because if you look at the Wakandans yeah, I was about to. they were so gentle and so loving and even my I walked out the movie like if you're not T'Challa right. don't at me don't <laughs> DM <of> me <laughs> like that is the standard by which we measure all men now <laughs> and I feel like in general the Wakandans just feminism was an inherent part of their culture mm-hmm. like they yeah, weren't sure. performing feminism mm-hmm. it wasn't something they had to think about they just inherently respected women and right. saw them as their equal but when you saw Eric Killmonger, who I guess was the only representation of African Americans or Black Americans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just violent and aggressive towards women. Do you think? Do you guys think? Or have you experienced that difference in your day to day life? Well, I've heard that like African Americans don't respect their elders as much as like Africans do traditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think facts. that was a comment <laughs> on that. Facts. Yeah. It depends yeah. on where you come from. That's that is what I'm true. Saying I think it's mm. like, like. It, like when you come from the south like mm-hmm. that is a serious thing like raising mm. your voice mm-hmm. at elders it's you will get you that can is, get beat up true. like <laughs> somebody down the block will come and they will wow. you know handle you so i think it's a thing where it's just like black americans even within america we yeah. migrated to the north and so mm. like, we lost those cultural roots of like southern roots and southern respect so you know the whole thing of like oh like southern comfort and southern yeah yeah so it's just like even so like through the migration of african-americans in america yeah we lose bits and parts of what black american culture mm-hmm. is and was wow so, so i'm supposed to find bay in the south this is what <laughs> i yeah i mean well southern, I, mean, I mean like southern men they also i'm not i'm not trying to like boost them <laughs> right <laughs> you yeah, really like, are though i'm not no, I'm um, but no, okay, but yeah, like it's just a bit just southern people so a lot of times um the culture's different from like uh northern. But even in the Midwest it's a little different. It mm-hmm. doesn't so like respecting elders is a part of the culture and it's interesting like when you leave New York it does change. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 different. Mm. But um I definitely think that respecting elders is a thing across the diaspora. It just yeah, I feel like the further away you are from, like, the roots, mm. you lose that. And cool. even respecting women in general, too, as well. Mm-hmm. I guess a larger question, too, is do you think that um, Black Panther has kind of changed the way that you keep your standards or are going to keep your standards now for, like, women and men? Because, like, I remember that scene where um, Okoye asked or, like, um, I forget his name, but Okoye's boo, like, asked him, like, oh, would you kill me? Like, mm-hmm. would you kill me even for this war and mm-hmm. for this war, whatever? And she, and she ha- like, like, did not Wakanda. even blink. She no was hesitation. like, for Wakanda? <laughs> of yeah. course. You know, yeah. and he knelt. You know, mm-hmm. he knelt down. He had no qualms whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you think that Black Panther will kind of change the standards that we keep, even for w- mm-hmm. our relationships and for, like, you know, our partners, you know? I feel like I was raised to do that anyway. Like, oh, like, really? like, like, like what she said for, I yeah. was just like, I was, and I yelled at a movie theater, yeah, kill him. Right. <laughs> 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 just like, he basically like right. waged the war against you and your sisters and he didn't have to do that. Right. So it was just like, at that point, it's just like, you're not acting like Bay. <laughs> so <laughs> I shouldn't be treating you like yeah. Bay when we're in the middle of a war. So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Bay's acting up. <laughs> You kill gotta, him. You gotta, you gotta not kill him. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe. How do you feel? Kim? Well, I just feel right is right and wrong is wrong. And he kind of chose an outsider who had no stakes in that country whatsoever. Mm. So I, I mean, I feel like she was right regardless. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, what's so interesting about that too is that do you think that, let's say, if we were to see it in kind of an alternate universe where Killmonger was still the king, mm-hmm. you know, do you think that these kind of gender roles would then get switched up in terms of, you know, men would now be leading like the warrior um, zone? Like, how, how do you think that men would react to like a king like Killmonger? Like, would it be this whole unified? Because it was majority of the women who are leading, like remember it was mm-hmm. Nakia's idea to go to Jabari and be like, hey, like we need you. We have the mm-hmm. Black Panther juice, drink it, you mm-hmm. know, like help us defeat him. Like, do you think men would rile up to kind of defeat this king or kind of just say, you know what, like, who, you know what, fuck Okoye. Like, I want to lead for, I want to be the warrior <laughs> for the first time too, you know? Like, what do you think about that? I feel like it would have been less progressive had Killmonger mm. remained because I feel like it, it's just too much testosterone in there. Like, he would have <laughs> just been like, all the women were going to make the, like, the men in power and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. He just didn't seem like he was like, he was just for himself. Like, he didn't really care about any progressive issues or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Dora Milaje wouldn't even be a thing, I feel. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? I feel like this is the thing. Like, I feel like someone, all of that testosterone would cause another man to want to take over the throne. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he would only be able to do what he's doing for so long, and then another male would feel more entitled than he feels and yeah. challenge him again. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I feel like. And and I feel like, not to be like, this is just how men are, but I feel like whenever you have, like, the male testosterone and it's out of control, another man is going to, like, it just just builds and builds and builds, and then they'll just be fighting each other, Mm. which we saw in the film. It was just Mm. like, they they ended up fighting each other anyway. And I think that that's the significance of having women in places of position of power because it kind of balances that out. And, like, Mm. like, women are the ones that are usually like, okay, you need to mm-hmm. calm yourself down. I also wanted to know, do you think it's a racial thing? Because when Ooh. the American was in, you know, he was brought in because of Nakia. Mm-hmm. And, like, remember, you know, there was kind of some tension even between the women of having him come. But when he was given that opportunity where Shuri was like, hey, you need to man this. Like, you need to do this. And he was given that position. He didn't, like, go crazy with it. You know, he helped where he needed to help. Mm-hmm. And then he stood back. You know, like, he wasn't, even when, like, that whole scene between him and Jabari, where he, like, they were barking at him. (laughs) Do not speak. You know, like, he wasn't like, hey. What a mood. (laughs) But they had to bark. They had to start barking, you know? Because he kept going until they started barking. That's true. That's real. Touche. Touche to that. But it's like, I, I don't know. I sometimes feel like it is kind of racial in the sense that, you know, black men do, don't know where that line is to stop too mm-hmm. you know like I feel like sometimes you know and I hate to say it like this but I feel like a white guy kind of will kind of maintain his place you know so do you think the movie spoke to that too um hmm. I feel like I think in terms of racial thing I think like white men respond to black women differently um, okay. so um so in other words where it's just like at the end of the day they don't really, we are still other to them. And so sometimes when you're interacting with someone else yeah. that isn't like you, you, you are going to respond differently because you don't understand where they come from. It doesn't mean that they have respect it j- for black women more than black men, but it just means that they're coming from an angle where, like, it, would be, it wouldn't be wise for you to interact with someone that you don't understand with yeah. a, a high level of aggression, right? right? Because you don't know what they have up their sleeve. Yeah. And black women are just known to be very, very fierce. Black men, on the other hand, 
they come from us so they there's a different kind of relationship with us where it's just like they think that they understand what we got going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think. They, they, no, I say think. I mean, some of them do. Most, like, I feel like yeah. at the end of the day, if I say I've had enough, a black man, like, I can say something and a black man will get it right away. Okay, she needs to be left alone. Versus That's a white true. man will keep telling you, like, I don't understand. <laughs> and the black man will be like, you should really understand. It's about to get deadly in five seconds. Right. So it's just like, I think that that's, it, it, it can be a racial, th- it is a racial thing, but I think it's about, like, not a, out of respect for black people, but just out of, they just don't understand us. They don't Interesting. know us. So they don't understand, like, the, the many different things that'll go on, like, the subtle, like, movements, even the eye movements, the, mm. they won't catch unless they're used to, grow, like, being around black women. Mm. Versus black men, like, you're used to being around black women. You're going to know what this side eye moves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, when my head turns right. tilts to the side, you're going to know, oh, maybe uh, I should change. Something is. Something's right. going on, you know? So I yeah. think that that's more so what it was. But I do think that because of that, black men, I f- they might feel a little bit more entitled to cross certain lines because they feel that they are black, too. So versus a white wow, man. Wow, I never thought like, of it that way. Yeah, a white man be like, this is not a line that I, I can't cross. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is this a line? Yeah, yeah, like this <laughs> is unknown. That's territory. just their privilege in general. Yeah, like, <laughs> they can cross any line they want. I mean, not to be controversial, mm-hmm. but... Um, as okay for me like navigating the world as a black woman mm-hmm. one of the reasons i was so in love with this movie was because i was seeing black men for the first time genuinely respect black women mm-hmm. and i don't think i i mean i experienced it like with my family you know here and there but by and large i've never i don't think i've ever been in like nakia shoes really yeah, where actually, yeah. you know i was so fascinated by that dynamic between mm-hmm. her and t'challa where you know he was so he really saw her yeah. as her equal he really even though they were working together there was no point where he treated her like she was subordinate in any way um and any of that and i i just was thinking to myself i don't think i've i've I really don't think I've ever genuinely experienced that with a black man, whether that be like an African American mm. right. or even like an African. Yeah. But probably a little bit more for like an African American. I don't know. No, so I don't know. I want to know what do you, from your perspective, both of you. Of like treating women like yeah, exceptionally. Do you think like the way that T'Challa and even who is. Daniel um, Yeah, I forget his name, but like Okoye's boo. We'll just yeah, Okoye's that. boo. <laughs> you know, even that scene where you, he was like, he <laughs> "Are you gonna?" Yeah, yeah. he kneeled. Oh, he, he had to <laughs> kneel. Down. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever have that dynamic as black men and black women? I think you. I think you could. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's like a exactly like a cultural thing or if like. I don't know. It, uh, I think it spoke more to like their their characters, like who they were, mm-hmm. like T'Challa being like s- extremely dignified, mm-hmm. and um, just that culture in general with like women are on above them almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't even. I think actually women they they have most of the important roles besides the king. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're like the scientists and then the warriors. Like I just feel like they like you had Daniel Kaluuya, the dude from Get Out, his character mm-hmm. like. They were. He was like farming and stuff. He wasn't really in like an extremely position yeah, of power. Yeah. It's true. Most of the women had the power. Um, 
Well, not that we saw, because he was the border protector. Yeah, that's true. So he, he had some type of form of command, but... Yeah, of his tribe, yeah. like, close to the king. But I definitely has, like, a power but a power hierarchy. Like, Okoye, Okoye was, I oh, think, no, definitely that. above yeah, him yeah, yeah. on the power structure. Um, but, yeah, I think it spoke more to, like, them, like, as far as their characters, like, T'Challa being, like, extremely dignified. Because he's even like that in the comics. Oh, really? Like, he's extremely respectful. Like, he's respected. Mm, that's so interesting. I mean, and I think you bring up a good point between, like, the separations of cultures and how even some of the cultures are gendered like mm-hmm. i found that you know african cultures we are matriarchal you know mm-hmm. we've had like women warriors maybe they haven't been like presidents per se mm-hmm. but like we've heard stories of women taking and mm-hmm. even when you you know you enter your home you know of course you have to greet your elders you have to say hello to them whereas yeah. like you know when we saw the movie like killmonger he wasn't doing any of that he walked in no. and didn't greet a single you know, person you know and so I think, I guess my question kind of relies in the, do you think that African-American men, and even to a certain extent, like, Mm -hmm. women can kind of agree on the same sense of what that, like, culture needs to look like. So, for example, Killmonger, his whole... I guess anger and bitterness was stemmed from the fact that Wakanda had the resources to help, you know, other black people within the diaspora, but they chose not to. And so I want to know if his, like, you know, his morale was justified. Like, do you think that he was coming from, like, maybe he didn't go about it the best way, but do you think that he was coming from the right place? Yeah, I I definitely think so. Mm. I mean, because if you think about it, like, and if you take if Wakanda was real, yeah, I, I would be pissed because you had like slavery, you have apartheid, genocide, police brutality, war on drugs, all these different things that's happened over these hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And Wakanda just sat on the side. They had spies all over and they just decided to do nothing. You know, what I mean, so I, I kind of would be I would be offended. Like, really? Yeah. As a Wakandan or as a as an African-American? I would. Why would you be offended? Because they just sat on the sidelines while all these things happened all over the world. So I kind of feel like if you have, it's like with great power comes great responsibility. You had all of these resources and you could have, you could have ended colonialism if you really wanted to. Do you think so? Truly? Yeah, I do think so. I think Vibranium is like extremely powerful. I believe that. And I mean, even to a certain extent, like, you know, they, they, these tropes were based off of things that are available in the Mm -hmm. continent, you Mm -hmm. know, like uh, Congo like has the mm-hmm. like I'm not sure what the name of the mineral is but it's in every iPhone it's in every know? cell phone yeah it's in every cell phone mm-hmm. so it's like all these resources exist in the continent but I think for Wakanda to even get to that level of being advanced they had to be isolated there's no way that they could be because even look at it from like a realistic point of view like look at states or countries like or continents like China or you know just places like Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. They have no refugee programs, you know, because they are <laughs> advanced. Mm-hmm. Like this, is my shit. This is our <laughs> shit. Is it the moral, morally justified way? Of course not. But to a certain extent, in order for, like you said, Wakanda to have all those resources and to be maintained and to have that stature, there's no way they could have done that by fighting the powers that be that were creating colonialism. Now, is that to say that maybe once they've reached a certain level of preserving vibranium and those things that they should have gone after people who were lost? Of course. 
But to say that they should have been going after them from the beginning, I don't know if that's Wakanda's responsibility. Yeah. I don't know about from the beginning, but in the comics, they've definitely been way far ahead mm. as far as society than, mm-hmm. um, than others. So I feel mm-hmm. like they could have done something 100 years ago. Interesting. I mean, before the, ad, that, the, you know, before the invention of guns and mm. tanks and stuff like that, they could have made a big difference. Interesting. Well, question for both of you. Oh, no. Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, well, that was the... I feel like the whole idea of having spies was to find out how they could kind of infiltrate the diaspora and help in different ways. Yeah. So I think okay. that's one of those things where it was just like, if Wakanda was a, a real place and I'm just like, oh, I'm not, ne- I wouldn't necessarily be angry. I would be like, oh, that's jacked up. But maybe we can't trust them. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like that, that would be, that would be my train so of thought. Like fighting like everybody. If, if, exactly. It's yeah. just like, you have to choose your battles wisely, right? Mm-hmm. And you go for the person that's going to have your back, not the person that isn't going to have your back. So it would have been a thing where it's just like, I would not, if I was Eric, I would not have invested that much in trying to get to Wakanda. Like, if I did and I saw that they wouldn't try to help, I'd probably just leave. Like I would, yeah. Like, he went about it all wrong. Yeah, like I would have been like, you know what? They're not down. Let's go find some people that are down and yeah. organize to do it. Like you know, and so mm. that would have been my approach to it. Like I would, you know, I'm not gonna put up with someone that doesn't want to help. Right. And so even his idea of like dismantling like um, white supremacy in general, I think was just wrong. Yeah, it was very interesting because like you you can't. I I feel like sometimes violence is necessary, but in that sense, it would have just been. To a 200 year crusade like it would have right. been black black versus white all over the world and Perhaps. probably just destroyed ourselves mm-hmm. um it's just like not all black i didn't think that this is the part that i would just be like because it's just like even though like there's this global black community not all every, everybody in that community gets along so mm-hmm. it's yeah just like, let's talk that about that so it could have been a thing where he's just like okay i'm gonna ship this to the caribbeans and i'm gonna ship this to this island and this and they're like well we don't like each other i so know we're gonna you turn on each other. i know right <laughs> you know so i was just like and that's why it was just like his plan was just not well thought out yeah, yeah. just like even if like he did challenge and then took over the throne like, his plan was still so jacked up that it was just, like, you're going to just not get anything. you just going to have a whole bunch of people just fighting each other that it's just, like, versus, like, at the end when he's just, like, I built an education center. I mean, right. You know, like, people have to be educated. You can't just place a weapon in someone's hand right. and just be like, fight the power. And they're like, no, actually, I'm going to fight would. you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, That's why Audre Lord said you can't destroy the master's house with the master's tools. Exactly. Because it would have been just reverse oppression. Right. You might have had light skin versus black skin, versus mm-hmm. dark skin, you know? Oh, so totally. It would have just been everybody fighting each you, other. You would have had, you see in the social movements today, even though, like, this is not, like, this is a fantasy movie, it represents so much of what's going on today. Of Word. course. Like, it was just, like, you had those people in social justice movements who will use an issue to get themselves in positions of mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about it. Interesting that it's called the Black Panther because when we really look at the Black Panthers, the, the party, right. what brought them down, was a lot of misogyny was a lot of men <laughs> out of control wow. just raging out of control so it was just like it's just the irony of it all in terms of when you relate it to actual things that have happened in history it's just yeah. like the, the, the major fall for the Black Panthers movement was misogyny yeah. you know yeah. um, there's a, a book um, called A Taste of Power and it's by Elaine Brown and she mm-hmm. just talks about like 
how her being a woman in the party was like crazy and like just it's a really good book but mm-hmm. it it really and then you still see some of the same characters around today still doing the same thing and it's just like wow we haven't off them yet because <laughs> and not just being like we haven't off them but it's just like in the book yeah. you can see how problematic they are mm. and these people still exist today corrupting movements and yeah. and social justice ability in our ability to achieve social justice so it's mm-hmm. just like the movie represented so much more than just a fantasy world i feel like they did a a kind of a good job at really trying to illustrate like what is actually what happened right in a fantasy way but if you don't understand that history you may not be able to draw the the connections Mm -hmm. but yeah sorry no no no, no. i love that i just (laughs) wanted to ask um question for all of you do you think black people across the diaspora are morally responsible to save each other uplift each mm-hmm. other you know like the as an African complex. if I see yeah if I see African American struggling am I you know morally obligated to go over and you know help and vice versa that might be a cultural question oh you think so <laughs> how so I mean like I don't know because I mean like in African American tradition we have to think of each one teach one where mm. it's just like and that's how we were able to survive slavery right where it's just like if I see you I'm going to help you, and then you're going to pass it on, and you're going to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've had, in order for us to survive here, we've had to be like, when I see a black person, I've got to help. When I see I've got to help, versus like, like maybe perhaps in an African country is different, where it's just like you've never had to have the threat like because you 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 have your own country to some degree we don't work amongst people who want to annihilate us but want to use us and not to say that so oh, it's just wow. like so so th- it becomes a different kind of threat for us where it's just yeah. like we don't have a choice by not helping another black person mm. that could be detrimental to everybody here <laughs> like it's just like so when and, and so like when someone acts against the community it's just like you're problematic. We have to deal with you because you're going to be the one that's going wow. to turn into the spy. You're going to be the one that's gonna. You're going to be the one to damage us, and we have so many examples of that. So it's yeah. just like I think that I don't know if in in different like African cultures that they have that as a each one teach one. Where it's just like if I see you, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we are very communal. I mean, even like if you raise a child. No, like, let's <coughs> look at, say, you have a child. Or okay. even in my family. Mm-hmm. I So my sister has a kid. I'm also considered that kid's mom. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm her auntie, but, like, I'm her mom. I can, you know, raise her the same way that if my sister, God forbid, anything happens to her, mm-hmm. you know, I'm her mom now or whatever. It's not even, like, oh, yeah, okay. a question. You okay. know, or if you live in an area, you're raised by everyone that, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just they all, see you out and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah. go get salt from so-and-so's house. <laughs> you know, like, that type of vibe. I think black people, we are inherently very communal. Yeah, I think it too, just is yeah. in our DNA. It's just embedded in our genetics. Yeah. Um, that's not a drag to other demographics. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But I... I I don't know. I do. Equa, what do you? I don't know. I think disagreeing. that I think that it it can. It, we are communal, but I do think that we separate ourselves. And again, it brings Definitely. up that question of like you know the African kind of versus the African American. Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. feel like when we see other Africans, sometimes of course it's like you know Ubuntu. Everything is all good. I think that's off the continent. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 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 I have a group of students that are from like Mali, but there's different. And Mali is comprised of different like tribes, mm. and they're in different tribes, and they say things to each other. And I'm just like, 
wait, what? What is going on right now? <laughs> really? and, it's, and it's really like, and it, yes, and I'm just like, I don't have the language to speak on this, but I know that because you guys are, there are from right. different like tribes parts. or parts, it's like, they're coming at each other. I'm just like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to inter I don't know how to interject this conversation. And I'm like, we're right. all black. We're in America. Oh, we're all wow. about to be taken down. We yeah. don't have time for this. I know. I wanna comment on so you said something very interesting about how, you know, you had during slavery mm-hmm. as black people you had to survive by each one teach mm-hmm. one. And you also mentioned that you feel like I mean, you're in this country, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily yours. You know, you're surrounded mm-hmm. by people who want to annihilate you but still use you at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, I feel like that also reflects a lot of Killmonger's actions and yes. his intentions. Do you feel that way in general? Like, generally, how does it feel to be born in America as a black? Like, is this home? Where is home um, for yeah, you? Yeah, where is home for you? That is such a... It's a tough question because it's just like... Home is America, unfortunately. And it's, it's one of those mm. things where it's just like African-Americans are so bonded to this country in a way that is, it's hard to describe because it's just like we're wrapped up in this a little bit differently. Mm. Um, and I don't know if other folks of the diaspora understand that, it, like how we're wrapped up into this country. We don't. Like, we're quite ignorant, hey? Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. trying, though. So, we're trying. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like even if, if it's a thing where they're like, okay, we're going to bring slavery back. You know, we don't have a place to go. Like, it's just like, you know, unless another uh, uh, African country or Caribbean country would be like, we will accept you, mm. um, come here. But the reality of it is, it's just like, you see this with Trump. Like, I saw so many people that were just like, I'm going back home. Like, yeah. going, back home. <laughs> going back to Ethiopia. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was just like, it was just like, well, I don't have a choice. So, like, we're kind of wrapped up in it where it's just like, the reason why we're always wrapped up in social justice causes here in America is because literally our survival is wrapped up in that. You know, they wow. oh, they overwrite wow. 13th, 14th, 15th amendments. We're screwed. Everybody's screwed. But we're screwed in particular because we don't have the ability to move or go somewhere else. Mm. Like, literally, this is our home. And when you look at the U.S. Constitution, right. the way that it talks about our humanity is three-fifths, three-fourths. <laughs> you really? know, so I didn't even know that. I think yeah. it's still in the Constitution. Yeah, I think it's still there, yeah. It's still in the Constitution, so it's just like, our, it's really, it's really ride or die here for us. Wow. And so it's just like, it's one of those places where, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's home, but we have to fight continuously every day, generation after generation after generation for it to be home. And that can take so much of a toll generation after generation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, even me talking to my family, like, it's just, like, we have been in survival mode for generations. And, like, how do, like, not just enjoying life, but survival mode. And, like, how do we undo that? And it's really because it's just, like, you have to train each generation to be in survival mode because if they're not in survival mode, that means the next generation could be in chains. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, but, and, but, and so that has been the culture of how we kind of brought up but it, but it, the conversation doesn't happen like it used to anymore. Like so now, and so that is even that within itself is dangerous. Where it's just like we're not having that conversation to be like, look, like like my grandfather used to pick cotton before he went to school in the morning. So it's just like that history is not far from us. Wow. Mm. Um. So like so when like like Black Americans, yes, this is our home because we fought for it to be our home. And wow. we, it, but we have to continue to fight for that. The, the minute we are like, no, we're not going to fight anymore, we're asked out. But everyone's asked out if we, you know, we pick up and we're, if Black Americans or African Americans are like, look, I'm not doing anything else. Everyone's asked out. We're asked out. And so I think that 
like that is when the tension comes into play where it's just mm. like other folks don't understand this you know mm. but they have opinions about it which is fine but they don't really understand it's true how we're tied into this country so yeah. like like if it fails like even like i'm like yeah america fall yes cut it down yeah. but i'm right. just like well wait. actually we have to re- <laughs> but wait <laughs> yeah like who will rebuild it yeah right. we, yeah so yeah. it's just like it's just like well we we have to we know that we have to dismantle white supremacy right? right and that's how and so that's the goal the goal is to dismantle white supremacy and to rid it out of every government policy and 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 to just make sure that it's dead right um and so then it comes to this question of if America has to go, like, and, and this is interesting because when we go back to the whole idea of mm-hmm. um, when she says to him, for Wakanda, yes. If America has to go for black people to, like... Be liberated? Yes. It has to go. Yeah. So it's just like, and so it's just like, and I, I, I identify with her with that in a lot of ways where it's just mm. like... She chose loyalty. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not throne. that. Mm-hmm. So, so we're and it's not about us choosing loyalty to America, but it's us choosing loyalty to Black people. Mm. And if that means that this country that we built, literally, has to go, like we're kind of the ones that have to like Let destroy it. it yeah. You know. Um, but it doesn't mean that. And this is where solidarity comes into play, right? Where it's just like we're gonna need help, <laughs> like you know. And since everyone's here the opportunity to help is endless. Yeah. But you can't help if you don't understand the the way in which we're bonded to this country. That's real. How do so. you feel, Kareem? I know you gave us yeah. life. <laughs> I love that. Gave you, I gave us life. I don't even yes. know how to follow that. But uh, <laughs> No, this is our home because it has to be our home. And um, we're generations removed from really knowing who we are. Mm-hmm. So, like, because my father's African-American, but he... He couldn't tell me, like, where he's from anywhere in, in Africa. I mean, obviously, it would probably be, would be somewhere from West Africa because that's mm-hmm. where most of them came from. My, and my, my family comes from the South. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would have to trace, like, the majority of slaves that were from there to really find my heritage or do African ancestry. But most people don't Damn. really know. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it's a scam. I, <laughs> I don't really want to give my blood to a data bank or anything like that. Right. But, uh, I'm not trying to give my blood up to anybody. <laughs> but that's the only way we'll really right. find out or, or, like, you know, trace trace our roots somehow. But it's not like we could just pick up and go anywhere. Okay. So we have to make this home our home. And, um, I mean, I'm from Long Island, so I'm, I'm kind of suburban. And so there is a certain amount of pride that I do feel to be American. Yeah. Um, but I also know that a lot of it is... Because of its bullshit and propaganda and all that stuff like that, but <laughs> or because of what we fought for America to be. Yeah, and that, that's true like too. All the things that people are like, America's great because we black did it. people fought exactly we did, we that. did yeah. it. But majority yeah. of people, especially like black people in America, they they have they don't really show like if you ask them, they won't tell you that they're American. They don't feel it. And so I That's think that that translates into their environment where they don't care about their environment. I mean, mm. you're being wow. pent up into like these neighborhoods and a lot of times these ghettos and they're underfunded housing. They do that to you on purpose. They want to keep you in this and they don't want you to feel a part of this society. They don't want you to feel a part of this country. Mm-hmm. So they keep you down like that. So where do they, so they feel? Money off and they're making and money off you. I like if all the black people came yeah. together, I think our, as far as money, we're worth like the 15th largest country in the world, just the black community in America in general. Mm-hmm. That's how much wealth we have, but we don't realize that we don't use it to, to hurt or dismantle any systems. And back on that question of identity, like, so you, you know, I always grapple with this idea of like, you know, when I see someone who is black American and like, you know, sometimes when you make that 
comment of saying, you know, you are black American, people get offended. And then on the flip side, too, there's people who get offended when I say that, oh, when I say, oh, you're black American, and they respond, no, I'm African American. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, again, you know, like you said, you can't really identify, like, exactly where your roots come from. So it's like, how does that sense of, like, African-American come into play. I, I, I will push back on you on that, though. More. I think that we need to change the discussion. I think that this is the problem of us being separated from the South, right? Is mm. that there's this thing that black Americans don't have culture, black Americans don't know who they are. Even though you guys invent the culture. It, exactly, and I think, that, <laughs> no. I think the problem is is that we don't really know the stories of our people of how they survived in, in, in America, right? Uh-huh. It's just like my family is one of, like, we pass stories down. Yeah. Like, so, like, I could tell you about certain things in my family, um, and that informs me of how I am, who I am today. Like, mm-hmm. you know, on my father's side, we're Geechee. So, you know, so, th- so there's different things that within African-American culture that, African-Americans don't know because they've been disconnected from the South. So it's just a thing where it's just like, even like the reason why I would never take a DNA test, well, outside of the fact that I don't want them having my DNA in general, but it's also (laughs) where it's just like, not to say it doesn't matter where we come from, parts of Africa, but it's, to me, it's just like, we are human and we have made it, we have a culture and we are who we are. We can Mm. still connect to Africa through that. Like, you know, we don't have, because even if it's the thing I took a test and I'm like, oh, you're from the Congo and I go back to the Congo and and like, hey, I'm family. They're going to be like, no. Well, that's you. Some like, oh, it depends. I've heard many different stories, but it's a thing where it's just like the reality of it is the sad reality is that I'm not necessarily that right now. Like, yeah. you know, like we have become something else, which isn't a bad thing. Of course. Right? It, I think, yes, uh, like we've been, we're a different ethnicity and we got birthed out of trauma. But I think that that's something that should be acknowledged and should be lifted up mm. because it's a it's a story of survival mm-hmm. and a human story of survival, which is powerful. Any human story of survival is powerful. Mm. Truly. And so I think that <coughs> we have to begin to have a different kind of conversation. It's like, we lost everything. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. We gained some things. And it's just like the Africa wasn't be- beat out of us, right? It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you can put on a dashiki and not necessarily identify with that, right? right. Like, you know, I don't need to put the fist up. My whole entire body Being. and bre- breathing body is the fist. Right. You know, this is the dashiki. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get and, it, yeah. And that is the, the real tradition of African-American. It was just like, we don't have nothing, but this is it. We, we black and that's what it is mm-hmm. so we don't like so it's just like and I think that that's a different way into the conversation where it's just like we may not have tangible things yeah. at, that are like directly from Africa but we have things that no doubt you can see trace and I think that is so beautiful when you can see like the traces of different things like mm-hmm. when you break down like praise dance you can like see some of the moves and like oh this is like from Mali this is from here and so I think we just really have to I feel like in the process of humanizing our ancestors that were dehumanizing, we have to know those stories, talk about those stories, and really kind of change the way we have the conversation around Indeed. it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but a lot of African Americans won't even admit that they're African. Like they don't even want to tell you that they're, that's where their heritage. That? Why? Why do you feel they like just don't have a connection? Detached. That's why I feel like it is important to know where you come from and know what tribe, know what country you come from, because. 
when you don't have that connection, you just kind of like you disrespect the culture. Totally. I feel like a lot of African Americans are very anti-African. Oh, totally. And that and that's unfortunate. Oh, so is yeah. that why you think? I, I feel like it is. They don't they don't have a connection. They're like I'm from here, you know, don't really want to be here, but I'm from here, and I don't. They don't really know their roots. If you're from the South, you have a you have a closer lineage. You know, it's more direct. But the further you go on and on and on. Like it, my, my I couldn't. My father couldn't even tell me, like you know, my great great grandfather or anything like that. Mm. There's no really, there's no real connection there. Yeah. So I don't even know where I would be from. Well, you know I what I mean? You can know your roots without taking a DNA. And test. it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. you have to really trace it. It's and just a, a quick comment. I want you to continue. No, yeah. I was just gonna say that it's so interesting that you say that because I found that it's actually you know black african americans who made fun of me for being yeah. african mm-hmm. more for than sure. even like you know the white people you mm-hmm. know so it was just and it, i don't know if it's like you know that self-hate mm-hmm. or if it's just because you know the yeah, africa that was, was depicted about. or the africa that has been depicted on television mm-hmm. has been you know the guy with the flies or like the very mm-hmm. dark-skinned person you know mm-hmm. so it's just it's very very interesting that yeah and i think now we're kind of in a shift because because that was glorified you know mm-hmm. like that sense of like african black excellence it will be interesting to see what the shift will do you yeah. know like will it allow africans to now do their homework do their research and create that culture like you were saying mm-hmm. but i want to know what you mean by creating your own culture well in other words, I feel like I've never taken a DNA. Or creating your own roots. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, I've never taken a DNA test. Yeah. But at the same time, in my family, while it was important for us to understand how we survived here, it was also important for us to understand others. Okay. Like And, mm-hmm. and so getting bits and pieces of African culture, talking to African people, like, and definitely, like, um, well, I don't know. It could be just that my mom's an artist, so like we had a lot of different, um, mm-hmm. f- like she had a lot of different artist friends from different all over the like the world, but that were like either were they Jamaican, they're mm-hmm. from different parts of Africa. So it's just like I think that having a community where you can basically talk to someone else and learn about other cultures, mm-hmm. then you can basically see the connection and you can connect yourself to them. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, I may not be from Kenya, but if someone from Kenya came, I'd be able to connect with them. Yeah. And and and, and our stories could, I mean, they may not be the exact same stories, but they are human stories that are, have a connection and share a connection. So I think that like when people say like they don't know their roots they don't have connections with african people like you know what i'm saying like they just Mm. don't interact with african people and then when they do interact it's either through like mass media which is problematic problematic. because it's through the lens of white people exactly so then when you have someone who is african who comes to a a predominantly black or or african-american um like community they get clowned and it's just like well that's because well not the whole community but definitely some people in the community are going to feel that way Mm -hmm. because they don't have a connection with african people like Mm. and so that's what i mean by you can have a connection without knowing your dna the connection is people (laughs) like you know that's so interesting and so it's just like and i feel like that's what we need to be talking about because you can take a dna test and it doesn't mean anything Mm. if you don't have the bodies and the spirits of the people to interact with because I was going to even ask you guys, if someone came today, let's just say a shaman from <laughs> Nigeria, dead. and he came to the U.S. and was like, I have news for everyone. Mm-hmm. All of you guys are Nigerian. Would that change anything? Like, if you were told with 100% certainty that you, you are, are from this country, this tribe, these are your people, this is your language, mm-hmm. 
would ag- anything actually change about how you self-identify? That would change everything for me. Really? Yeah, I would, would change. I would probably go out, try to learn about the culture, mm. meet different people, um, maybe even go to like the communities and just try and figure out like how I can inject myself into that mm. to learn because I've never had that aspect. Like for me, it's just, like I said, my father's side is just African-American, that's it. So the only experience I know is being African-American. But if I knew my ancestors were Nigerian, that opens up a whole new doorway for me. A lot like growing up, my even my Mexican side, I was I was really against it because it was like it was clowned. It wasn't really respected. And as I got older, started to learn more about it. And I was like, you know, this is my culture. I was more um, proud of it. Interesting. I would do the same thing. But I but feel like you should do that no matter what. Yeah, that's what I was I was going to ask you to counter that. Like, why don't you feel like you can do that now? With uh, like if. Like with Nigerian? Or with any, not? Any, it doesn't. Have yeah, to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, Nigerian. Say you're say with a Kenyan, or yeah, South African. Okay. You do you know? feel more connected now, just being in the presence of two Africans? I mean, um, I've of I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I don't disregard disregard like my African roots. I would just like to know specifically where I would be from. But I'm open to, to anything. Like, I hang out with a lot of South Africans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I learn about that culture, but I would like to learn about other cultures as well. Do I'd be open to it. It's because of that level of, like, ownership. It's like, because if that shaman were to tell you, you are Nigerian, it's like, now you mm. can own it. Is that why you would feel more inclined to search for it, go out, yeah. meet people for it? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Because I feel like Africans, we aren't as attached yeah, we don't, to our identity. We, yeah, we don't feel ownership, ownership to, to <laughs> it, which is so interesting. Because I feel but like I think that's African American culture in general. We feel ownership over who we are, like yeah. what we well, what we are. But that's because yeah, because we've, we've had to. Yeah, we we haven't had yeah. our identity or culture take. We've had our land take. We've had yeah. everything external mm-hmm. taken. from ourselves taken. Whereas I think for you guys, you've had both the external and internal, mm-hmm. and so. Oh, this is this is just speculation. Correct me if I'm wrong. And so, what I'm hearing is that it feels like there's a void. I think for some African Americans, mm-hmm. there might be a void. Um, but, like I said, I think the way to fill that void is for you to basically take a journey through how you got here. So you have to, you can't just skip like 300 years of being in America and what your ancestors mm-hmm. did here mm-hmm. and just jump back to Africa and expect everything to be okay. It does <laughs> word, not work like that. Word. I know plenty of people who are like, disre- like, and they're still lost because the void is understanding and knowing that the, the story timeline, right? Or mm-hmm. The whole entire timeline. So it's just like, I can know what my ancestors did in Africa, that's great. But if I don't understand and I don't know what my ancestors did here in America to survive, mm. I'm still, I have, the, that's the void, right? And I think that for a lot of African Americans, they've lost touch with that. Yeah. And I think that you, you have to do both, right? I think you have to understand and learn that history of how your people survived here in this in this land. But then also I think that you do have to go out of your way to meet and greet and talk to other Africans. Like yeah. it's just like I it, even like South Africans I identify a lot with them, especially when we talk about their part time. I know. You know, so it's just like and then and then it's also like this isn't something that's new either. This has been a conversation of like black people across the globe getting together constantly, like after World War two ended there were black american soldiers that went to different parts of africa and helped 
and, and help them fight for liberation. That isn't a story. Like, people don't know about it. Yeah. They, they're just like, I'm not coming back know. to America because they spit on me while I'm in my uniform. <laughs> right. So they just went to different parts of Africa and tried mm-hmm. to aid the liberation process mm-hmm. there. You know, so it's, it's, it's always been a conversation of, oh, we're talking, we're interacting. And to me, I think that that is more valuable, right? I feel like I don't, the, it's interesting because it's just like, I don't necessarily feel ownership over my African-American identity until someone else tries to claim it or like take it away. Oh my gosh! And that's like you know, and that's and that's when the ownership comes up, and because then it 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 triggers that trauma of of slavery, right? Where Mm. you just constantly get something snatched from you. So like, but you have to understand that that's what's happening, right? And I think that a lot of Black Americans, African Americans, don't understand that that's happening. They they just react, Mm. right? And then go like, Nah, you're not Black. Nah, you you'll see the conversation, but it's just like. Wow. Like they don't understand what's happening, and or like, like when Kim K wears the cornrows, and it's like <laughs> everyone's attacking her. It's because yeah. like they're feeling that attach that, that it's being snatched, you know? Exactly that. And Interesting. That thing. So it's just like, and that, but that's the thing that we constantly have to work on, right? Okay. Where it's just like we have to be aware that the reason yeah. why we're reacting like this is because of trauma, but other people should be aware of that too. Yeah. And I think like it's about having a conversation about humanity and like as a human being, how would you feel? <laughs> like right. it's just like, you know, knowing that this is your history and knowing that you see this, how would you feel? Mm. Literally. I guess th- to wrap this lovely yeah. conversation <laughs> I up, I would want to know, do you ever think we can really truly bridge that gap between Africans and African-Americans? Yeah, for sure. For sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think. Well, I think bridging the gap will bring people closer together. And I think a movie like this, mm-hmm. it sparks that conversation. Exactly. Where people can, like, sit and talk about, like, these, these issues. issues. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. I think just putting everybody in the room, like, together and having <laughs> those conversations. Locking the door. Literally. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, you like, I think nowhere. definitely, like, I think there's so much power and value in being in together and sharing each other's stories, right? Instead right. of being at each other's throats, like, well, I don't really understand you. Like, you know, and yeah. it's okay to be like, I don't understand you. Yeah. Versus me assuming how someone feels and saying this is how you feel and then going off of that Mm -hmm. just coming to the table just like i don't know you at all can i get Mm -hmm. to know you and and from there have those those and i feel like that's how you would build a bridge is by having conversations like this but then also just making friends with people sharing cultures sharing everything food recipes i love to eat (laughs) (laughs) that's how i usually bridge the gap like i'm gonna cook you some southern food if you cook me some food food like you know what i'm saying right right. i'm I'm coming to exchange right i love it yeah that is so good. I you know. know. So Wakanda you. will happen. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see, he's fam. in, he's in um, California now, so he's in Oakland, right? Oh, really? Ryan Coogler? No, no, no. no. Oh, 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 My bad. My bad. Yeah, he's in Oakland. I know. in Oakland, California. So close enough. Exactly. Close enough. So he's going to make it happen. Right. Yeah, thank, thank you guys you. so much for no this. I feel so enlightened. I, I feel know. so replenished. So many different ways to look at this, but I want us to continue this discussion mm-hmm. on yeah. Twitter. Please tag us in any Wakanda Black Panther conversation you guys have that have stemmed from this episode. But yeah, let's see where we can keep going because we're building Wakanda, man. We are, man. We got <laughs> to make it. Truly, it starts in the mind honestly. and then we're manifesting it into real life. But yes. yes. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.